And so it is. Welcome to Being Inspired Radio. I'm Amanda Johnson. I am your host and it, I, it never fails that I am just smiling from ear to ear um, as India Ari sings that beautiful song. No matter how many times I listen to it, it's, um, it just moves me on such a deep level. So thank you for joining. Um, I am so excited about today's episode because I have the privilege of actually getting to have another conversation with an incredible woman um, who I'm going to introduce to you in just a minute. I somehow feel that we are kindred spirits, even though we've really only had uh, a couple of interactions. But, you know, whenever I see a picture of her or I read something that she has written or I have a conversation with her, um, I just feel like we are on the same level. We, we share something deeply in common, and it's so fun to get to introduce you all to Luna Love. Hi, Luna. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. It's such a gift to be here, and I loved your receiving your kind words, Amanda. I totally feel the same way, so thank you so much. Excited. <laughs> You're welcome. I even looked at your headshot you sent me, and I said, here it is, this beautiful brunette with this wide open mouth smile and like short brown hair and I think oh my goodness that's what my headshot looks like (laughs) (laughs) I I love it I'm actually looking at yours because it's on my it's on my Skype screen so it's so funny fantastic. (laughs) anyway it's those little moments so anyhow Luna is is amazing she's um she's a women's leadership mentor supporting women stepping into their greatness by developing emotional mastery, working through limiting beliefs, and embodying the empowered qualities needed to lead their lives, businesses, families, and communities into a positive future. That is no small task. I get goosebumps just reading it. And she has this fabulous podcast called Ladies Who Lead. Um, I was privileged to be a guest of hers, and I know that'll be coming out soon, but please check it out. She has a number of episodes that are full of um, stories and inspiration. You can find it over on iTunes or over on her website, so we'll tell you more about that at the end. But, um, oh, I'm just so excited to have her here, and we are going to dive into a topic that I know is actually very near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, It's this idea of perfectionism, and... Um, I've actually read an article. I know Luna has written at least one article on on um, leveraging your imperfections, and we've talked about it before. And I'm, I'm sure I just know there's going to be so much good stuff that comes out of today's conversation, and um, I can just feel the excitement in my body right now. So um, I will open with a passage um, with each of my guests. I like to read a quote or a passage from a book that speaks to that theme and. Uh, today's um, passage comes from A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. It seems to be kind of a go-to reference for me. Um, Many of the things that I talk about and am exploring in my life, certainly Marianne has written about in this book. And so today I decided to search and see what comes up. And sure enough, I found, I think, the perfect passage um, just to get us started. And, and, And once I read this, 
you know, for those listening and Luna, for you, just listen in and feel what is it that speaks to you? Um, What is it about this passage that kind of catches your attention? And then we'll just use it as a springboard into our conversation and, of course, um, just see where it goes from there. So I'll read the passage now. And like I said, this is from A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of A Course in Miracles. The perfect you isn't something you need to create because God already created it. The perfect you is the love within you. Your job is to allow the Holy Spirit to remove the fearful thinking that surrounds your perfect self, just as excess marble surrounded Michelangelo's perfect statue. What does that bring up for you, Luna? Or where do you connect with that? That was so beautiful. I got the truth bumps all over. Um, I I love that that book and that passage and the reference to the cutting away of the excess. Um, it reminds me of the Rumi quote, like, seek your, your job. I'm butchering it, but your job is not to seek for love, but find all the places where you're blocked from it and, mm. and remove those blocks. And it's, it's like, that's the excess marble. And that's our, that's our human experience and our life journey is in the remembering of the Michelangelo, the, the divinity within ourselves. And it's, it's within the marble and it's the other excess is really like an illusion. And, and that's, you know, some people remember very quickly and, and don't forget their, that divine loving essence that is the core of our being and, and some people have to go through lots of experiences to, to remember that and remember that and remember that and forget that and forget that and remember again. And I would love to say I'm one of those people who never forgot, but that's not been my experience. So, um, of course, the remembering has been such a powerful gift and learning how to learning how to go through the process of remembering with a lot more ease and grace has been my work and what I share with others and hopefully support others in doing in their own lives. Cause it's like once I've, once somebody else has gone through something super challenging, it's like, well, I think that part of the reason is to step up and serve mm. and help others maybe not have it so tough. And at the same time, everyone chooses how tough they want things. So sometimes that's just what people have to go through. But you know, the, I love that piece around the cutting away of the excess. Cause I think it's just the, the remembering process kind of just dissolves that which is not the core essence of our being our core divine essence to just simply fade away. It's like a mirage. Yes. And the, the, that inner divine being that we're talking about, you know, what's already there, what the excess is covering up. That is, that is our perfection. That is, you know, we are perfect. You, you use this um, in the article. I think you talk about it. And I know you also mentioned it in our interview where you defined what perfect really means. Will you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think there's so much truth in that and how it helps us to see how we can start to remove this excess or let it fade away. Yeah, the, a teacher of mine said during our class that um, 
The Latin root of perfect really means to be complete or to move through, to go through. And um, something about hearing that and learning that just shifted my relationship to myself and this idea of perfectionism and that we're always going through experiences and they're done. We complete them in that moment or whatever, however long they last that, you know, there's always something new that we're feeling and, and then it's over. And I think a lot of times what we do that aids in the, the feeling of being imperfect that a lot of people relate to or not good enough or invalid or unworthy or whatever these other variations are can come from that place of carrying forward these things from the past that are actually completed that we've already gone through forward create pulling their meaning into the future and um creating our future like weaving our future based on the the threads from the past Mm -hmm. and I think if we can really just acknowledge like oh I'm actually just wow that was an interesting experience it was challenging it was hard it was joyful it was exhilarating and I'm done with it and complete and really be complete with it it becomes a perfect experience Mm. (laughs) I love that so we can we can look at each experience as perfect so long as we are willing to complete it and let it be complete because it is complete and then we can choose to draw it out or carry it with us I think that's such a beautiful image I'm like you know that's where we get weighed down with all of this baggage with all of this stuff um, and it doesn't even have to always be the the experiences that we saw were negative I think we can equally do that with these joyful um, exhilarating experiences as well but that's it we're, we're choosing then to keep carrying them forward rather than acknowledging that they are complete they are perfect which for me is how I can very confidently Um, and deeply know that nothing is an accident, you know, that all things happen for a reason, because I can choose to look at each experience, each moment as perfect, which I came to realization where perfect does not mean everything going according to how I want it to go, but Mm -hmm. everything going according to how the universe or how it is meant to go, right? So in that way, it is complete. So I love that. I love that we can take this idea of um, perfection, being complete can happen in our experiences from the past. But of course, that also means that they're happening in each current moment. This moment is, can be complete, is complete. Yeah, I love what you shared. I, I recently wrote in a newsletter of mine about this reference to a tapestry. It's like, we're weaving the tapestry of our life all the time. And what are the threads that we're weaving with? Mm. Are they threads of resentment from the past or unforgiveness or upset? You know, because we can always pick up a new color, pick up a new thread, pick up a new texture and start within. It doesn't have to be the same threads from the past that we can weave anything new into our tapestry and start. That's the cool thing about, about weaving on a loom. Um, it's just taking up new things. And uh, you mentioned kind of like what I call the trust piece is really like this or something better for the highest good. So like when I put out my will, whatever I want to create or 
happen or to call into my life, I'm really putting it out there from this place of may this or something better for the highest good of all concerned, which I cannot see from my viewpoint, Mm -hmm. come forward. So whatever the universe or God's plan or spirit, whatever you want to call it, whatever that plan is, like that eagle eye view of how everything affects everything else, I simply can't see. So when when I trust so deeply that it's for a higher purpose or the highest good, then I can welcome it and I can receive it when I'm attached to like my results coming the way that I want them and the way that I see them. It just it creates so much dissonance and I often find that it pushes the things that I want so much further away. Totally. Totally. And I, yes. And I'm thinking like, as we look at, um, we, that, that excess, what we're pushing away, right. Again, in the, in the passage. And I know you wrote about this in your article on perfectionism is this idea. It's the, it's all those fears. It's the fearful thinking. It's the worrying. Um, it's, it's the opposite of having that trust. You know, it's the opposite of being able to drop in and say, you know, may this be, uh, may this or something better, you know, sir, be of service to the highest good of all. And so with, with that, there comes a lot of trust, a lot of love, which is the opposite of the fear that so many of us have lived in. And now I think both you and I, we've, we've tasted, we've like splashed around in what this feels like to, to experience that kind of trust, to experience, um, how that is true, that truth, right? I think both of us have had those experiences and, and in most ways, um, uh, choose to live a life in that truth as much as we can. Um, and so, you know, equally, I, I'm sure both of us, I know for myself, I know what it was like before, um, and you know what that fearful thinking felt like and and how we we were you know we saw the excess and we kind of lived in the excess and um and we felt that that was the reality that you know the that again there was nothing complete nor whole nor worthy um and so i just want to kind of touch upon that part of it as well what was that like um what would you like to say about that mm, well for me it was just pain, whether mental, emotional, sometimes physical pain, as the result of my doubt, Um, as the result of like control, like needing to do and figure out everything by myself and not really having a relationship of trust with any higher power and feeling it in my body, like feeling the physical results and the mental effects of of that relationship and or rather the lack of relationship and being able to try another way, giving myself permission to, to try a little bit. So, you know, I liked what you said about splashing in the water there and just like playing in this, in this world of trust. And for myself, it's like, well, how does that feel in my body? Well, the trust feels so relaxing and expansive and I feel held and supported and, just confident in in life and how does the mistrust feel how does the doubt feel contracted and alone and depressing and it's like in a moment I can feel all of those things by moving from mistrust to trust and so it's like well how do I want to feel in my body regularly um 
and the trust piece comes up is like, well, that's really the way to go. And as soon as that mistrust comes up, it's like the sense for me, particularly the sense of contraction and aloneness are the two things that I've, the qualities that come up for me that I really can choose to like bathe in and feel and they don't feel great. And everyone's got different ones. Um, but for me, it's like, I'm alone, <laughs> mm-hmm. which makes, which often leads to like a depression mm-hmm. of some sort and, and contraction, which often leads to like physical discomfort. It's the, it's our illusion of separation. I mean, which, you know, and, and I, I'm currently reading a course in miracles. Um, and so of course that's just very, uh, present in my, in my awareness currently, but that's what it's all, you know, what it talks a lot about is it's the, and so when you say I'm feeling alone, well, of course, I mean, when we, when we are in mistrust, we are believing, um, an illusion, but we are believing that we are separate from other things, um, versus being connected. And what I loved is, you know, this idea of, of, um, kind of staying in this space of like, I'm playing around in it and I'm just kind of choosing, well, how do I want to feel? You know, it's so funny to me because, um, or interesting because there are moments where I think I was saying something to uh, a friend the other day and I was like, Oh, you know, I, I was looking at numbers and where something happened and I was, you know, looking for the sign of it or something. And, and we were joking a bit cause she goes, Oh, do you see this as a sign? And I said, yeah, I do. And, um, but in that moment, what I realized, and I think, you know, someone else had said this to me once, but basically it's like, I can, it's up to me. I can choose to see it as a sign or to see, you know, to live in this space of trust or not. And really at the end of the day, um, you know, I guess, I mean, we don't know, quote unquote, I I think I'm developing a deeper knowing than I once had, but I don't think we have to know at first. Like sometimes we can just say, yeah, I want to feel, I want to just try that. Maybe there's nothing to it. I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. At first, Maybe it's just taking a, a step forward and saying, I want to feel this because at the end of the day, we get to choose. Do I want to feel expansive and supported and open and loving? Or do I want to feel contracted and alone? And I just love that we get to choose. And then we can kind of, the, the rest can follow. Because I think sometimes when we're first testing the waters, um, we don't have the, the assuredness the experience of seeing, look, it, this is true. This works because we're, we're just dipping our toe. Um, and yet if we're willing to say, you know what, I don't know how deep that water is, or I don't know the temperature of it. And you know, that's okay because I don't know, I just want to go for a swim and going for a swim seems a lot better than sitting out here on the scorching hot sand. I don't know, you know, and just making the choice (laughs) to go for it. And maybe, maybe the, you know, do you know what you see? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I also think that like life, our experiences are just symbols and we get to choose to create the meaning. And so oftentimes we can have things happen in our lives and we create the meaning that it means that we're alone. It means that nobody's on our team. It means that we have to do everything ourselves and figure out, you know, it's like that's a choice and and we get to create the meaning of everything that happens. And But they're all just symbols and, and so many people have different life experiences because they just create a different meaning. Like, oh, that was just some thing that happened, you know, no big deal, moving on. And some people just allow it, that same experience to affect their whole lives and be the story of their lives forever. It's like, we all get to create the meaning. And so 
it's like let the meaning be be light and really be in service to us I think is the big thing for me that I've shifted into and that's helping that like that feeling that I had in adolescence and in my early 20s of like everything is happening to me I'm always needing to prove myself and I'm alone I've got to figure it all out and it's hard is really just like oh it's just it's just kind of all happening for me. It's all in service to me. This is an opportunity, this challenge that I may see it, this thing that's happening that may feel like a challenge is actually really just an opportunity for me to deepen in my loving. If that's the meaning all the time, it's great. Yes, absolutely. And that's, and that's what's beautiful is that we do get to choose. And I, you know, it's, it's, you know, what sitting in the pool, like we're hanging out in the pool. It feels so good in here. We want everyone to jump in the pool with us. Um, and that's all we want. And so it can sometimes feel, I know for myself, and I just notice the thoughts that are coming up, you know, which is, oh, you know, it's not, it doesn't always feel that easy. And, and I get that, you know, I do, because I know there was probably a time where uh, I would have heard something like this and gone, oh yeah, easy for you to say, you know, easy for you to say that your life just see it as an opportunity to find more love. But, but that is the reality. And I think that's what my lesson has been is that it's not necessarily easy. Um, but again, that's our choice. I think to see it as easy or hard. Um, I like to see when people do get up and say, well, but it's not easy. Well, that's still, a, that's a perception. You know, that's your choice to see it that way. Um, it does. It's as easy as you make it. That's right. It, yes, exactly. It's not that, that you don't have, you know, it just, it's going to happen. You know, bada bing, bada boom. And you're just going to sit back and it happens. But so long as you're making a choice and you're consciously saying, this is what I desire. And to your point, if there's a prayer involved or if there's some sort of, you know, hey, let me, let me be of service and then let everything be of service to me. Um, and again, it, it does, it's a process. I think that might be a more, I don't know, like non-judgmental kind of uh, term for it. It is a process, but yes, it is as easy as we choose it to be. So jump in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, amazing. There, I feel like there's some something else juicy in here about this. Well, it's funny. You know what? We said perfectionism, and I'm okay that this is not what it's all about because that's what these conversations are for. Um, you know, but I do love this idea that you know, so often I think we we keep ourselves from jumping in the pool, right? We keep ourselves in this fearful mindset, in this mistrust, because we do not think we are already perfect or complete. And in that shows up in other ways of unworthiness and, you know, feeling alone and all these things. Um, is there anything more you want to say about that just in terms of how we all are already? I mean, what your journey has been with that or what your experience is with it to this, you know, in this day, in this moment? Hmm. Yeah. You know, for me, perfectionism really comes from a place of, of deep desire, you know, so I can, I can relate to different parts of myself, parts of myself that really just have this desire to grow, desire to be of greater service, desire, like the ideas of perfectionism that I might have might be someone who's extremely generous and has an abundance of energy to share and to give and to serve others and to 
um, to do everything really beautifully and timely and these types of things. And I think everyone's version of their perfect selves is different, but just getting a glimpse of mine. And it's coming from this deep desire of goodness, of from a from a place of goodness. And so at the same time, it's like, that is a beautiful intention. The way that my inner dialogue might run or the way that I approach getting those types of things done, whatever it is that I'm doing, whether it's work or a dinner party or a radio show or, or how I show up in any, in any area of my life. It's like, if I just stick with that beautiful intention to be generous and share beauty, it's like that really serves me. And when I trust that that's kind of unfolding naturally, that really serves me. When I move into like, not good enough, not good enough, has to be better, has to be different, has to be this. And I paint that picture for myself that I'm always like just under the mark. That's really what creates the dissonance and the contraction and all those things and the separation. Um, Separation from self, separation from God and... I think the intention of beauty. And so a lot of times it's not what we're doing, but how we're doing it. Yeah. So it's like, I could be, I could get all the same stuff done, have the same beautiful interview, have the mix, all the amazing dishes for the dinner party and be an amazing host. And I could be in my head about like, Oh my God, do they have this? Do they need something else? And like, Oh, there wasn't enough of this dish. And this one kind of got burned. Or am I just in the like, joy of like, wow, I really did my best. And everything I shared was really beautiful. And it seems like everyone's having a good time. It's like, it's the how it's like everything might on the outside look exactly the same. Yes. Um, but it's really like the approach that I have in relationship to myself and often just the inner dialogue, what's going on in my head. And so I love affirmations. Um, I use them all the time inside my head and like all day long, just Whatever it is, I go through a series of different ones that I'll use, like I'll use one for like a month or a few weeks until I really feel that. Mm. Like right now I'm using it's safe to relax in my body because I find that I'm like clenching my jaw a little bit sometimes. Mm. And so different things like that really work. So if like it's, I'm generous and offering beauty, like whatever it is around perfection that is really desired. Because like, you know, in that article that you referenced, there's there's this idea of like the opposition to perfection is really this heartfelt intention. If you can find your heartfelt intention, then you can really live from that place rather than the not enough place and put your energy towards what you do want to create, um, which for me is like beauty and like wrapping a gift and just making it really beautiful. Um, and so when I can focus on what I want to create rather than the not enoughness, that really helps. And so if you know exactly what your intention is, then, then it's easy to live from that place. So I would really invite everyone to kind of take some time to look at their perfectionist tendencies and see what the opposition could be, mm. because there, that is like the medicine that you can lead your life from. And that's like the heartfelt place that we all want to carry everything that we're doing forward from. And so just taking the time to clarify what that is for ourselves, it's such a gift. And then it, living from that place is the second step. 
And then the third step is really leaving behind that dialogue of not good enough. And the more we just focus on what we are doing and the beauty in it and the good enoughness, that dialogue just kind of slowly quiets down. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that we can look at what am I maybe going for when I'm in my perfectionistic state? Because again, you know, we, we often know it's, it's covering something up or we're, or we really do intend to do something, whether that's delivering, you know, a, a, a beautiful dinner or a present or something at work that is, you know, just so perfect, quote unquote. But, but ultimately, what are we trying to do through that? And I love that reminder to say, let's live from that space and not this, it has to be just so, or I'm not enough. Um, you know, as you were talking about, you know, kind of what it meant to you, um, something came up for me, which is, you know, just being present. Because if I, I just love, love, love the, the teaching that your teacher has passed to you and you've passed to us, which is, you know, perfect. The Latin root, root word is, is, is to complete or to be complete. And, um, and I think of that myself as, okay, then that means I am, I am whole and complete. So what am I going for when I'm trying to do something perfectly? Well, I want to bring my full presence, like my full, like, so when I'm mm. doing something, am I fully doing it? Like, you know, I, cause I felt myself slip a little bit into my quote unquote perfectionism yesterday. I was wrapping up a, a final manuscript on a deadline and, you know, I noticed that, boy, I'm really, I'm looking for all the small details and I'm doing this and that, but rather than letting that inner dialogue kind of go off the handle, um, you know, either by saying, oh my gosh, you're not doing it good enough or by saying, Amanda, stop being so, stop being so perfectionistic because it can go either way. I just let myself sit and go, I'm, I'm fully present in this. I am giving it everything I can. And I think you talk about that in the articles that in this moment, I am giving it my best. I'm giving it my, you know, so if I'm preparing my dinner party, am I fully present to creating that dinner party? Um, and like you said, it can still look the exact same on the outside, um, but it's the intention from which we're doing it. And that, I just, I love that reminder. Yeah. I like how you shared about, you know, it's like once we become aware of areas for personal growth, like perfectionism and inner dialogue, like a lot of the things that we're talking about, oftentimes I find in spiritual awakenings, the pendulum just swings to the other side and we can, we can be so aware of the good things that we can incorporate into our lives and often just be coming from the same exact place. It's like there's an awareness. And so I really loved how you brought up like, okay, so I'm aware of how perfectionism plays out in my life, but sometimes I become perfectionistic about not being perfectionistic. Yes. yes. I can be so attached to not being attached. I mean, it's this, yeah, we can, absolutely, absolutely. So being aware of that is so, so valuable. I love that. Thank you. You're well, well, and I, you know, I really, and I've been really exploring this idea of the pendulum, um, the idea of balance a lot lately. And it's, you know, for me, I, there's a part that believes, well, I choose to believe, you know, it is part of the journey. You know, it's like we got, we almost ha need to be in both. We got to let it go both ways before it can come to center. Um, and whether or not that's true, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent, but that's the belief I'm carrying right now. And, and I have found it true in my life. Um, but I think it's interesting. You're right. Cause sometimes we can just get stuck. We just, <laughs> we, we just either, we choose, we choose to get stuck on one end or we get stuck back on the other. Um, and we don't allow it to come to center. 
which again, the awareness is, is kind of the starting point for that usually. So I like that you brought up the idea of the pendulum again. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking at it in my life as well. And in like a greater society scope mm-hmm. with, with like politics and femi- like female, like divine feminine energy, like awakening on the planet, like this dialogue around different things that are happening culturally and seeing how like, is there a way that we can find the middle without swinging to the other side? Like, is there a way to just move towards balance and center? And I think when we're, when we can collectively or individually agree on what balance is for us Mm. and set that as our, our goal and our awareness and bringing ourselves to that place, it's, it doesn't have to be so drastic. Um, because literally when you swing a pendulum, it's just this equ- equivalent yeah. from one side is what you see on the other until it slows down naturally. And uh, I just don't feel like it has to be that drastic. Mm. That's, a, that's a interesting. I love or at that. least I, I like to hope. I, well, and that's, I think, and I, I'm with you there. Um, I think I've noticed in my life how it has swung as drastically and equally I'm seeing how that lessens, you know, it's, it's kind of a, I love, actually, that's a, perfect example of it's it's uh the pendulum slowing down um and so again can can we collectively kind of slow it down together you know rather than having Mm -hmm. everything have to go to the extreme um and maybe that is through our individual actions our individual um you know again we're individuals yet we're connected and so through my own individual experience um if i'm willing and and able to choose to not allow myself to keep going through the extremes. I can slow down my own pendulum. And if every single one of us slows down our individual pendulums, then let's hope, let's, you know, the the intention would be that then the collective pendulum does not have to swing as far. You know, I think that's a beautiful yeah. intention. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> and we shall see. Um, but we are here, we do our work and that's what we do. Um, I just adore how this conversation is unraveled and I'm, I'm sitting, you know, as I, as we do these conversations, I do my best to be present and equally it's fun to kind of chart, wow, where, where has this uh, thread taken us? And the tapestry that we have, we have woven together today, I think has been used beautiful um and so many nuggets of of wisdom and just things to chew on and think about and to me that's what these discussions are about they're not about giving an answer they're not about solving a problem they're not about saying you know um here's what to do next and i I think you have a similar intention with your show which is let's just let's talk let's have a dialogue and let's let's share inspiring stories and and as best as we can convey our own wisdom um you know, to others so that they can then chew on it and digest it and see what it is for them. Uh, that's what this is all about. So uh, thank you for going on that yeah. journey with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I think it's so important to just evoke curiosity. Mm, that's And it. just have everyone kind of find what's true for them. Absolutely. I love it. So I hope, I, I trust actually that we evoked a lot of curiosity today and um and then before we close out officially i i'll um, ask you our closing questions that i like to ask each of our guests so there might still be a few more nuggets here um for them to to feel into so are you ready 
Ready? Great. Okay. <laughs> so uh, my first question is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Oh, I love this question. Uh, I'm in, I've been spending the month in Mexico. And so um, as a child, I learned about Frida Kahlo and I loved her work. And she is a huge source of inspiration. And I've just never met anyone who has fully, and not met, but... <laughs> But um, seeing, like seeing their life experience unfold, or whatever glimpse I've been able to to receive and be given, is really about like the human experience is so present in her work, in her life, in her diaries, in her self portraits, like everything, like just the um, the amazingness of feeling so much in this human experience in this body and and allowing oneself to have the the freedom of creative expression in a time where there was so much um prohibition was happening there were different things and she was like the one of the first women to like wear pants and dress androgynous and be bisexual and have like mm. be very, very open and also be devoted to this horrible not horrible, I don't want to say that, challenging man and, and just feel so many different things and have all these physical ailments and surgeries and just keep creating and moving through her process and writing and journaling and just moving through the human experience by self-healing. Like I feel like she really gifted herself so much room for healing for someone who had so much going on within them. Um, this soul that just had so much going up. And so she's super, super inspiring to me to just be me and express myself creatively as a source of, of healing and expression and um, sense of self. Oh, beautiful. Well, what place or activity most inspires you right now? Um, right now, I would say Mexico. Mm -hmm. Just I've really been enjoying traveling around the country I started on the Yucatan, went to the mountains in central Mexico and Chiapas, and now I'm on the Baja coast. And it's just so beautiful culturally and the, the food and the people and the music and the, the different climates. And I'm just really enjoying where I am right in this moment. I'm on a beautiful ranch with horses and animals and organic gardens and everything's run on solar and it's a desert, but I'm on the beach and it's just pure magic. So I, I often find that wherever I am is a source of inspiration for me at that time. Otherwise, I'd, I'd probably go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh, that's a, that's a great answer. I love that. Um, what are you currently working on or creating right now that is, is most inspiring you? Mm, I love that. I am working on two kind of two projects for the second half of my year. And one is an eight-week course starting in October, which will be launched um, the beginning of August, so in a few weeks. And that leads right into a three-day live event, and that has a lot of my excitement. The course is beautiful, and I have it all laid out, and it's exciting. But this live event, there's something about bringing people together in person, especially a group of women with a collective intention that I just feel like is going to be different than the rest of my work. Mm. Um, and so it's really exciting. It's also exciting to like produce an event where there's like aesthetic and, 
and flow and function. And that's like a, a place where I really, my creative, my creativity gets excited and thrives. So um, that feels really exciting. And yeah, mm. I feel like those that's really got a lot of my attention right now. Mm, that sounds beautiful. And I can yeah, hear the, the inspiration, the excitement come through you. So I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing more about that. Um, and then just a couple more questions in terms of some books. I'm a reader, so whether it's a book or a podcast or something, but just where, you know, kind of where you get some of your inspiration from. So what's a favorite book or podcast that has inspired you personally or spiritually? Um, there's so many books. I'm an avid reader. I, I mean, I'd say I'm an avid reader, but I actually don't read that much, but I listen to a ton of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably like four or five a month. Um, be Here Now has been in my book. It's like uh, by Ram Das. It's just that book. I mean, I have the, the title tattooed on my arm on the binding of the book. The way it looks on the binding is a reminder for me to be here now. And um, that book is very similar. His story felt really similar to my story and my spiritual awakening and finding myself. And so it's one of those books that has a story in the beginning and the end, but the middle is just like this bibliomance mm-hmm. uh, where you kind of just can open it up to any any page and there's wonder and magic waiting for you. And it's like, it's kind of like a divination tool. <laughs> um, so that's a book that, that I think is really great. And I think it's important for me to listen to like myth and story and fiction because I can get really into like the self-help mm-hmm. book. And, and then I'm like, it's just too much sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, I try to throw in some, some myth and story and fiction when I can. I, I, you know, to be here now, I have not read yet. And I'm almost surprised by that a bit. And yet I know um, I will read it at exactly the right time. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, to say we are absolutely kindred spirits, um, although you've actually done what I wanted to do when you, um, the one and only tattoo I've ever been very committed to getting, which I have yet to get, um, was I wanted to write on my, have written on my arm, all we have is now. And so the fact that you have tattooed be here now on your arm just says one more time that we are we are connected deeply um do you have any tattoos no i don't and that would will be my first i know so, so it's i'm a i'm notorious for trying to convince people who don't have any tattoos <laughs> to stay unmarked oh okay yeah well, then i'll let you be my tattoo <laughs> yeah i you mean just I did have it for it. Me. i'm like i'm all about but, you know, printing something beautiful and putting it on your bulletin board or your magnet on your refrigerator. It's just so rare that you see, especially women, like a female body on the beach with nothing, mm. with no little like peace sign on their, on their ankle or something. Like so everyone has some little something somewhere. And it's so rare, I think, nowadays to not see anyone with anything. See and so whenever I see a clean body... <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, stay that way. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I will definitely take that to heart. It's interesting because I've had very little desire to get it lately. It was probably four years ago when this was like, I have to get this. And then I never did. So anyhow, um, <laughs> interesting. Well, okay. And, and be here now is on my reading list. So I'm glad to hear you give such a beautiful uh, testimonial for it. Um, 
I think all of us could get something from it. Okay, last question, two more questions and then we're done. Uh, so one more book or, or audio book or podcast that has inspired you in more from like a business or work perspective. Hmm. You know, one of my challenges is like remembering names and directors and like you could ask me my favorite book and sometimes I can't remember, recollect the name of it. But let's see. Um, you know, this doesn't really relate to my business so much. Like there's so many things like the seven habits of highly effective Mm -hmm. people, like read all of those master's program had like a ton of those books that a lot of them were really valuable for my business. Um, a lot of just like be a good person kind of stuff I find is so much more valuable than here's how to, here's how to launch a webinar, like whatever the business kind of stuff is. I find that the more I dive into like, how can I be better, more loving, generous me, it naturally allows my business to thrive because I'm just functioning from that place rather than like, I need to hit this mark or a number. But I really love Danielle Laporte. Um, I love the desire map and I love watching her business grow into infancy and um she's a real model for me someone that i'm inspired by who really integrates spirituality into this business world and coaching world in a really authentic way Mm. um so she has a few podcasts in the beautiful writers club and i just really love listening to her and Mm. yeah beautiful well then now i imagine um for those who have listened and fallen in love with you and just are feeling inspired to reach out where can they find you Oh, that would be so great. I would love to to hear from, from some of you who've listened to this and to connect. You can always find me at lunaloveleadership.com and ladieswholeadpodcast.com. Um, there's no the, it's just ladieswholeadpodcast.com. And my favorite social media is Instagram. I just love it so much. And both Luna Love Leadership and Ladies Who Lead Podcast are on there, and they're really fun and um that's a big source of my creative expression and inspiration is that medium. So feel free to reach out to me there. That's a big place where I connect with people and share a lot of my offerings. And um, you can always sign up for my newsletter. I have tons of free gifts. And my website is going to be redone and relaunched in early August when the course is launched. And so we lots of free giveaways. I have like a goodies page with meditations and eBooks and tons of free stuff. Awesome. Um, so in a few weeks you can check it out. And if you sign up now, I'll send a notification when that, when that goes live. So I'd love to love to hear from some of your community. Awesome. That sounds great. Yes. And I'll put the links um, when we post this in their show notes so people can click on that as well. But this has been amazing i'm just i'm so grateful for you to take the time and you know it's um yeah i just i i recognize that time is precious to many of us and so for you to to give of it i mean one thing we learn in a course in miracles is that to give is to receive they are one and the same and i very mm-hmm. much see that in my life and so while i thank you i also trust that you um are receiving as you give and and that's definitely the case for us as well um and so 
thank you so much for this. Um, I'm going to, and thank you for listening. I'm excited to keep these conversations going. So look out for more um, yet to come. And I'll probably even have some repeats in the future. So bring some people back on who there's just more to talk about. So um, look out for Luna Love again at some point in the future. And I'm going to let India Ari uh, close us out one more time with her beautiful voice as we just really sink into the truth of, of who we are. Um, as we as we close out. So thanks everyone for listening. Many blessings to you. Pieces of the brokenness inside